it doesn't serve you to stick to a system for the sake of sticking to a system, right? The system is there to help you. And if you're finding that you're fighting against it, then it's not a good system. And it's okay to, to break away from it when needed, as long as breaking the rules is understood across the team as well. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name's Charlie. And my name is Femke. And today we're going to tackle a listener question that we got in. Good word. Uh, we love getting your questions. They always give us some good inspiration. This one I will read out. It's about sort of design file organization. So this listener asks, I've been struggling to set up some sort of Figma file organization for my volunteer group and wondering how others work. Do you have any tips or tricks for remote collaboration on design files? And how can I organize my design files and workspaces? This is a fun topic. I think I love talk of, talking about like organization and like documenting. It's like one of those things that you just like end up having to do as a designer that like is, is maybe not the like fun pixel pushing part, but is equally important. So this is going to be fun to talk about. Yes, agreed. It's like, it's a vital part of being a designer, right? You can't just create your designs. You have to like share them with other people and it has to be accessible by people who might take over a project from you um, or you know there's design handoff as well is obviously an important part of the design process because we don't design in a vacuum um, and actually uh, this episode isn't about Zeppelin as handoff in particular but it is a great chance to bring up our sponsor for the month which is yes. Zeppelin they are a design tool they're supporting design life this month we really appreciate it and they are a tool that makes handoff easier it makes working together as designers and developers uh better because um, you basically have your design files in Zeppelin to mm -hmm. document things, to do the handoff so that the engineers know which is the final screen, you know, uh, yes, that's very important when you're, <laughs> when you're designing, what is the final screen? What is the final flow? How should this work? There's version control features as part of Zeppelin. They also have a way for you to organize different screens. So obviously if you're designing for a responsive website or a responsive web app or something, you've got to think about how it looks not only on the large 27 inch iMacs, but also on the small phones, on the tablets. Exactly. And so you can arrange all of those screen variants um, and the like anyone looking can toggle through them to see how one screen would look in the, the different states rather than having them all laid out in a, in a like Figma file where you're like looking at them all at once. That's not um, not super good context to have. So, yeah, Zeppelin makes that handoff process easier. So we recommend you check them out. You can go to zeppelin.io to learn more about it and try it out and see if it could be a good fit for your team. And we appreciate Zeppelin for sponsoring Design Life this month. Yeah, thank you so much to Zeppelin. Before we get into this topic though, Fem, how have you been going lately? How's life? Anything new to report? Yes, I would like to report back that I completed my 30-day <laughs> yoga challenge, which I Woo! think I talked about. Yeah, so I, through the month of January, did the 30-day yoga challenge with Yoga with Adrian, who is amazing, by the way, if you're looking for, like, some guided yoga videos on YouTube. And so I showed up 30 days straight at 6 a.m. and did yoga. At 6 a.m.? Oh I God. didn't miss a single one. <laughs> so I am very proud of myself. And uh, yeah, now I'm like, okay, what am I going to replace? Like, I want to keep the routine of like getting up early and doing some movement. So now I'm like, what am I going to replace this with? So this morning I actually tried a like 20 minute hit class from like the Apple Fitness catalog. 
So that was hard, <laughs> obviously a very different kind of body movement than yoga. But yeah, I want to keep up this momentum of just getting up and being active. I love that. Also, was the hit class with Bakari by any chance? Because he's my favorite. Oh, it was with a woman. <laughs> so no, okay. I can't remember. Maybe her it was name. Kim. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I've been doing those and they're, they're great. Awesome. Yeah, this is like, I actually am on Android. And so <laughs> to take these classes, I have to drag my partner Owen in to do them with me because he's the one that has <laughs> the iPhone and the Apple Watch. Uh, so it's like good accountability so far. I like it. I like it. And well done for showing up every day for 30 days at 6 a.m. Thank like, you. Those are two, I think, very impressive feats combined into one. Thank well you done. very much, very much. Uh, yeah. How about you? What's up? Well, today as we're recording this is my last full day in New Zealand. So that's a little bit sad um, to be yeah, leaving the country again, leaving my family again. Yeah. But they did just announce that they're ending the quarantine the that you have to quarantine hotel situation that you have to do in in new zealand it's called miq and um if you're friends with any new zealanders you would have heard us you, all i'm heard sure about complaining it. about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that's going to be ending like essentially in a couple of months for for any kiwis who want to want to come back to new zealand so that gives me peace of mind to know that if i want or need to come back at any point i can now um it's making it easier to leave for sure totally yes I hope your last day in New Zealand goes well. Please have a pie for me. I'm going to have a sausage roll, actually. Okay, sausage roll, yeah. I will accept because <laughs> I really like sausage rolls also. Uh, now I'm getting homesick. But yes, I also was very pleased to hear about the news of MIQ fading away and like them opening the borders back to Kiwis. So I plan, we'll plan a trip, I think, sometime later this year for sure. Would love to come down. That's exciting. Something else I also did today was just to like... <laughs> try and make some sort of connection back to our topic is speak to our uh, VP of product. I had a really good one-on-one with her and we were talking about, you know, she's the person in charge of, you know, essentially design from the product side. Um, I'm over here on the brand and marketing side. We were talking about more ways we can work together and like organization within Figma was part of that, like organizing our design system so that we can work towards it. We're not going to talk design systems today, but I think that, file management and organization and teams working like all in the same way is an important part of um yeah collaborating so yeah it was cool to talk to her about that yeah I like that that expanded beyond just like the product team and how they'll organize in Figma mm -hmm. but it's like how do we as a company <laughs> like organize in Figma you've mm -hmm. obviously got the product team using it the marketing team using it so it's like okay we all need to like use this tool like what's our system going to be yeah, and it's especially important for us because we at ConvertKit are still on a team plan. We're not on like an organization uh, or I think they have an enterprise plan now yeah. where you have like separate workspaces for different teams. We're all working from the same team at the moment. Um, and so, yeah, we there's actually some areas of improvement for organization for us. So when this listener asked this question, I was like, well... I can maybe tell you about my struggles and some things that have worked, but I do not have a perfect system. That's um, all right. That's what this show is about. Just sharing our experience. Yeah. We don't yeah. always have the answers. Uh, what, what does your current sort of Figma file set up and organization look like? Can you share a little bit about where it's currently at? Yeah. So we use um, projects like we have right now. There's a whole like marketing site is a project in Figma and just like all of the pages that we designed for our marketing website are within that. There's generally like one for each 
core page or core like section if it's an actual group of pages that goes together. We use pages within each Figma file for different stages of the process. Like I'll have one for wireframes, one for the design process, like working through the visual design a little more. And then I always make one for like, what have I decided on as the final? Um, and I put all the different screen sizes in there um, in a page for Corey. I don't know how the product designers do it, to be honest. I think they do things slightly differently. So maybe that's something that we need to align on so that whenever we look at anyone's file, we know what the latest version is. We don't have that really nailed down yet. But we also use, and I don't know if this will come into it, um, or if you want to go into this, we use Google Drive as well to store assets, like all of the assets that have been exported or, I don't know, resources that we're using within our designs. So that is our way of working together is this combination of Google Drive and Figma. Got it. So you have one, like you have a Figma file for a project, let's say like the marketing site. Um, well, I guess it's not really a project, is it? It's more like a surface. Yeah, go, go on. Yeah, we have a Figma file for each page within the marketing uh, site, I, I would say. Like okay. the homepage is its own Figma file. Um, Got it. The pricing page is its own Figma file. The pricing page is one that we've... we often come back and iterate on right the homepage we tend to like start from scratch on a lot <laughs> so that one gets a new figma file if we're starting from scratch but the pricing page because it's mostly iterations will make like a new page within the figma file for each to, iteration uh, right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah okay and makes go into sense. It there. and if someone not in the marketing team wanted to come and find like the source of truth for, for the dot com mm -hmm. for the marketing site mm -hmm. like where can i see all the latest designs or the latest screens is that something that exists? Where would they go to see that? <laughs> you would probably honestly not be able to see a source of truth in Figma for the whole marketing site. Okay. Because um, there's some pages that we honestly don't even make a design file for. Like uh, they just end up being coded. I see. Uh, but they're the less important ones. So maybe you wouldn't want to find them anyway. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you would have to search for the name of the page in our Figma file. Okay. In our Figma, sorry, sorry system. And um, find the, the file there and it may or may not be up to date because sometimes we yep. make changes on the fly without <laughs> doing a Figma file for them. Same here, same here. Yeah, how does this compare for you? On our end, we do use Figma teams. So mm -hmm. we do have different workspaces for each team. Uh, but I think they're all like open and like public within internally so you can like yeah, join other teams yeah you can like see all the teams and you can join teams if you want so like there's a whole team for like brand for example uh which i'm not really actively in but like inside that brand team they have like different i guess they're called like workspaces within that team and each of those workspaces has different projects in it so we have different teams for different uh, products, I guess is the best way to put it. So we have multiple products, each product has its own workspace. And then it's up to that team that works on that product to like structure their workspace how they want. Uh, usually teams will create like little workspaces inside that, that broader team workspace um, and have like projects related to that workspace inside. This is like so difficult to like talk about without having visual. Yeah, but, but in an audio version, yeah. Yeah, in audio <laughs> version. But basically there's like teams and then inside each team is different workspaces and then inside workspaces is projects. Um, that's kind of like yep. the high level overview. And are you talking about a project like for you, is that a Figma file? Yes, sorry, yes. By yeah, project okay. is a Figma file, yes. Yeah, I think we're, we're using different language to essentially talk about something Sorry. very similar. But the main difference being that at, at Well Simple, you do have 
separate teams for yes. the different parts. Um, yeah, I feel like we'll get there at ConvertKit. We're just like, it's just it's so scale much more thing. expensive. Yeah, yeah, to be on too. that plan, and we haven't invested in it yet. Mm-hmm. We like at the moment, I just have favorited the, I guess, workspaces to use the same language that are marketing and brand design right. properties. You know, Got so it. I have them favorited. So they shop on my sidebar, and I, I essentially see. just don't even see the product ones very often unless I'm searching, mm-hmm. and then I see all the product stuff come up. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, yeah, we. I feel like because we have these individual teams, each team kind of uses their own team area in in their own kind of way, which sometimes Mm -hmm. makes it difficult to find what you're looking for. So I do rely on search a lot, like quite heavily. Something we do do consistently is we do have a like Figma project file template so that when you're starting a new project, you can duplicate this template. And that template does have a cover image. Uh, Mm. So when you go to search something like all the thumbnails of the projects kind of look like they have the same style and they have like the status of the project in it, who's working on it, the name of the project. So you can at a glance see when you're searching from that cover thumbnail, what the project is, like where it's at, um, which is really, really helpful when it comes to searching and looking for projects. Yes, thumbnails. Oh my gosh, that's something that we... (laughs) need to start doing I think at Convoked it'll help us with understanding more context around the project because like all you're seeing is a file name and so you don't know if that's the exact one you're looking for especially if you are coming in with slightly less context as well um you know to know yes okay this is the the file for the design of the feature itself this is the file for the marketing of the feature that would be really helpful to (laughs) to have a better system around for us yeah it's just not something we've put time into yet and one of those areas like i said that where we're not definitely not perfect at the moment yeah what about the individual like files themselves like do you have a like structure for how the the files are kind of set up like you talked a little bit about the pages that you would have in the files Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um yeah is there some like i don't know process or like structure or system that you have in place for that or is like every file kind of different in how it's organized this is something that like it's essentially very similar Mm. but it would also serve us to just be like hey this is our structure and just someone decide and maybe that person should probably be me i guess as our creative director um that that's the way we're going to do things yeah i think that that would that would help I think that we end up doing something similar anyway, so why not just name it the same thing and it would help. Right. I'm already starting to feel like from this episode, I need to be writing a to-do list for myself <laughs> of things that I need to do. Oh no. What about you? What do you do within a file? Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, we do have a template. So every time I start a new project, I duplicate the template and inside the template is already pages set up to like the structure what are the pages okay you're gonna challenge my memory here i'm pretty sure it definitely starts with the cover uh then there is a page i believe called latest designs which is where you put like the final work basically or the latest work in progress i think there's also a page for like overview and there's a couple of like template slides where you can add in like the problem statement timelines, milestones, this is what the project is about, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Then I think there's a page for components. If you were to create any project-specific components for your project, those would live there. Uh, And then I believe there's a playground section for you to explore. And I think 
that's mostly it. I will say that it does depend on the project as to whether I stick to the structure or not. Uh, sometimes I've worked on projects that are more sprint focused. And so in those cases, we'll have a new page for each sprint or like for each week, like week two, week three, uh, or like we might include the date of that week, for example, and like work iteratively that way. Usually I find that's more helpful if you're collaborating and in that sort of yes. sprint mindset where you're like, you know, there's multiple designers in the file kind of working together towards something. I find that structure a bit more beneficial than the like template structure that I shared earlier, which I think is more beneficial for like a solo designer, like focus kind of project work. Yes, I like that. I like that you break the system when needed because yeah. <laughs> I think that, yeah, it doesn't serve you to stick to a system for the sake of sticking to a system, right? No. The system is there to help you. And if you're finding that you're, it's, if you're fighting against it, then it's not a good system. And it's okay to, to break away from it when needed. As long as those, like breaking the rules is understood across the team as well, like you said. Like, yeah. Um, or if it's clear, like you write week one, you write the date people are going to pretty much gather that this is the work done during that week like <laughs> right. it, from con the context clues. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's good. We do something sort of similar in the files where we're iterating. Like say, for example, our pricing page is, because it's the best example of this, we have a version in there right now, the latest page would be the like 2021 updates. Mm -hmm. And then before it, there was a 2020 August updates, the 2020 I May see. updates, you know. Um, and so when I come to work on that again, I'll make a new page, call it 2022 February or whenever it is that yeah. I get onto it. And we'll go from there. So you sort of get a history to remind yourself of what it looked like in the past as well. Uh, which can sometimes be useful. Yeah. I guess this is somewhat related. It's like, what if the project is like, you know, oh, we need to make a change to something that already exists. So like a small feature, or like in addition to like an already existing surface or pr product or platform, whatever. Um, where does that go? Like, do you go and create a whole new file? Do you slot that within an existing file that you have for that kind of area of the, the product or like the, the marketing site in your case? Uh, what do you do in that situation? I normally, if it's an iteration, would work within the same file. Mm -hmm. The only reason that our homepage gets a new file is because the times where we've reworked it, which I think has happened maybe like three times since I joined ConvertKit, um, we're starting completely from scratch, like new research, new thinking about the overall structure of the page. Right. Uh, it's it's less of like a, oh, we need to fit this section in or make this tweak. So it feels like fresh file, fresh start is why yeah. I do that. <laughs> but I always prefer to use the same file if it's an iteration because A, it keeps that information close together in the system, but B, it's faster for me as the designer to just get the idea out. Um, if it's not something that requires me to start from scratch, right. then why should I start with a blank file from it? I like duplicate the frame within Figma and we'll make the edits there and then save that as the, the latest version to share with Corey. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like I try to do something similar and usually I'll like go to the playground area or create a new page in the Figma file to do my explorations and my iterations and then... The goal would then be to update the latest designs page with like that new feature or that change or whatever so that the latest designs kind of acts in a way like a source of truth of like here is the latest of 
all the surfaces related to this yeah. project or problem area. Um, I find, I don't know, my experience, if you start splitting things out into micro files, like it's pretty difficult to kind of see the source of truth and like what's the latest here. Um, so I, I try to kind of keep things together in one file as much as I can. Yeah, that keeping things together, I think helps with consistency as well, because as you're looking at your latest version of this design, you're seeing it in context of right. the other, you know, screens that go along with it. This is something that, again, maybe I should add to my to-do list that I think would help us when we come to rework our features section this year is we've very much been doing feature pages like individually. Obviously, we're using very similar design elements across them and like trying to keep consistency but we're working in separate Figma files for each feature page. And maybe we would find we'd have more consistency and like be able to consider things more holistically if we're working on that section altogether. Um, I think it'd be get way too big to work on the whole marketing site yeah. in one file <laughs> because our marketing site is massive and there's so many different parts to it. But yeah, maybe sections together is, is a good idea for us. Yeah. How do you then group, uh, or I guess, how do you separate the the marketing site into those different files? Is it just purely based on the page? Like you said, you have the home page, the pricing page, those are two different Figma files. Is it just like every single page on the site is a whole new Figma file? Or are there some cases where like a section of the site that might have multiple pages are together in one Figma file? Yes, there are, because I would say it's separated by project, not by page. Okay. So because we've worked on each feature page as its own project, like right mm. this cycle, we're doing the automations page or whatever. It ends up being its own file. Something like um, we run a challenge. It's like a 30 days to grow your audience sort of thing. And there's like help along the way. And we've done bonuses in the past. So for that, the design involved the landing page, the hub page that gave all the information about the challenge, the winners page when there was like prizes. Okay. Multiple pages. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple pages. And that was all in one Figma file because it was one project to design it all together. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I feel like we we do it similar where it's like, I mean, m almost all the time I feel like in product, it's never one page. There's always like multiple pages, multiple screens because it's kind of this interactive experience. I will say like one thing that I've noticed is most teams will create a source of truth Figma file that has everything like all of the screens really? all of the oh features gosh. yeah for their product like basically a figma version of the app <laughs> basically a figma version of wow. the app yeah i will say as someone not on that team it's really helpful like if i just need to find a screen from that product i can just go to the source of truth file and like all of the screens are there and i can go and find the screen that i need so it's really helpful as an outsider of the team i imagine for the team maybe it's difficult to keep up to date. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know what teams have done for their, for that kind of workflow, but, uh, yeah, I have found it helpful to have that like source of truth file of like all screens for each product. Yes. I mean, that does sound really useful. If that existed for ConvertKit, it would save me so much time with screenshotting <laughs> things and like, uh, you know, yes, yes. yeah, <laughs> making product imagery. That would be very helpful indeed, but it's not something that we have at the moment. It's interesting this term, like, source of truth as well. Is Figma, would you say, the main place that people first head to to see the status of a project, see all the details of a project, or is there something that you connect to 
um, with more documentation? Yeah, I would say it depends who you are. I feel like as a designer, Figma is usually the place I go to see where a project is at. But I feel like for probably most other folks in the org, uh, they are probably more likely going to be looking for like the project brief, uh, which we're currently straddling two tools, which is a little bit annoying. We've been using this tool called Quip, but we're trying to migrate to Google Drive. So like some things are still in Quip, some things are now in Google Docs. Um, so it's a bit of a like straddling two tools at the moment. But yeah, I think for most folks, they would go and like search for the product brief or we are very, very heavy users of Slack. There is a Slack channel for literally every single project. So sometimes oh, folks will also go there to find the project. And then usually in the Slack channel is like pinned relevant documents and like informational yes. resources related yep. to that project. Yeah. Ooh, okay. That's interesting. So for us, our version of like that Slack channel for the project, this is the first place you go to, to get links to things. For us, it's Monday. We use uh, monday.com yeah. to like plan our work for the cycle and plan our projects. And we're still like getting in the habit of this, but it's the expectation and like the muscle we're building that links to all of the things end up in Monday. So in Monday from the like group of tasks associated with the project, you can find the brief, you can find the copy doc, you can find the link to the Figma file, the link to the Google Drive with all of the assets that have been exported for Corey to build it. And that is our like first central place to go. Yeah. Um, so that's why we don't have like status of things in figma we don't have like mm. um, problem statements in figma it's like that happens in the in the briefs and the write-ups and in monday instead yeah that makes sense i i definitely value having some sort of like central repository uh and a place that like links out to everything else for us it, it does feel like slack is that tool for us at the moment we're very heavy in slack uh, i have a love-hate relationship with that but uh yeah, I feel like most people, now that I'm thinking about it more, probably would turn to Slack, to be honest. But Slack would link yep. out to like any docs or figmas that are relevant. And that's, I think, a good takeaway to have from this episode is like, as you're thinking about organizing Figma and, and how to get your files sorted there, it doesn't have to be that everything happens within that, right? Yeah. As long as there is a shared understanding. So like in the context of this listener, they asked about how to organize the files for their volunteer group. As long as someone like makes the call, right? And says, right, this is how we're going to do things. Maybe it needs to be you, dear listener who wrote in about yeah. this because you're clearly <laughs> thinking about this and says, this is where you find things. This is how we should organize things. doesn't matter if that's happening in Figma or in some other tool, whatever makes sense for your group, as long as there's a shared understanding of it, I think that's the most important thing rather than any sort of like technicalities of the way to organize stuff. Yeah, so true. I've heard of designers having a lot of success using Notion for a lot of this stuff also. Mm. I, I haven't used Notion in that way, but I know that some designers have had success using it in that way. So yeah, maybe it is worth considering a tool that can be that like central repository for you and link out to not just the Figma file, but also the Google Drive assets folder. Like you mentioned, you have Charlie, mm -hmm. uh, any supporting docs that might be relevant. So that might be like a good place to start. Yeah, and if I like can just bring up our sponsor Zeppelin here, it seems yeah. like that's a good thing to look into for product teams, especially. Um, to keep flows in one place, to keep 
the source of truth in one place and that that be the the thing that everyone knows to go look at because yeah again it's it's less about the tool itself it's more about just everyone understanding exactly. which tool it is that they should go look at yeah yep. everyone being on the same page and like understanding the process <laughs> yep yep and just i think i need to to do that for our team just to say hey this is what i think we should do uh, any additions or like changes you'd make if not let's just stick let's with this go. from now on <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah cool well this has been a fun topic to talk about uh as i said at the start i love talking about this like kind of nerdy side of of design and like documentation organization there's no right or wrong as you've heard on this show yeah uh, as you always I know some things show. i'm doing are pretty wrong <laughs> i think but yeah <laughs> There's, there's lots of creative ways to approach this. Um, but thank you to the listener for this question. If you have a question you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, you can go to designlife.fm. You can send us an email there or you can reach out to us on Twitter. We are at designlife.fm. You'll find all of our previous episodes at designlife.fm as well. We're just thankful to you for listening to the show. We're thankful to Zeppelin for supporting us this month and you know, keeping the lights on around here. And keep your questions coming. We're excited to dig into them. Yay. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.